Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. It's your host, Isaiah Edwards. The date is December the 3rd, 2022. Hopefully this podcast episode finds you well. Um, For me, it is a nice Saturday evening. We're getting in the evening at this point. It's like about about five, five around here in these parts. Um, So yeah, actually the sun is still out, which is always nice. Granted, I mean, I'm indoors, been indoors for most of my day, as always. Um, But let's see, nothing too crazy to report, you know, here and there from food. I did get a decent McDonald's breakfast. I did also pair it with two donuts I got at my job. So, yes. Also, if you're interested and curious, um, from my job update, um, Crusher's still down. So, I definitely went to work today and hung out in the back, just hanging out for an hour, (laughs) like a shadow, (laughs) listening to podcasts. But no, it's been a good day. Got a super dope nap in. That's always fun. Love sleeping. Love hibernating. Um, hmm. Let's see here. Let's see here. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, well, but not 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 too much to report. Um, we well at least for me personally, we can get into some news though. I got some news for you. Uh, let's start with the BBC. Uh, Ukraine war. G7 and allies approve cap on price of Russian oil. Now, I really wasn't trying to cover too much Ukraine-Russia news this week. It's been pretty slow, so I was like, fuck it, let's just move along. But um, this was, you know, technically big news. So um, I figured we'd just run through it real quick. Uh, but let's see. In a joint statement... The G7 and Australia uh, said the price cap would come into force on December the 5th. Um, Essentially, it's going to make the, like, cap $5 or I think, what is this, uh, 57 euro or 48 pounds? I don't know what these, these weird foreign U.S. currencies, so weird, but um, not really, we're the weird ones. Uh, $60 a barrel, um, and that's for, like, all the EU states. Um, i trying to think of what is there. Russian was currently trading at, like, $64 a barrel, at least as on Friday. Um, but yeah, I mean, essentially this is going to make it so that, like, Russia can't fully maximize their profits right now on oil. So it's like a fruition of what they were saying they were going to do i think since like september um i don't know this this is this is a big news thing and it matters in the scheme of things of how like playing out but it's just like it's numbers talk it's oil okay we get it like but also it's kind of maybe this is me not thinking about it like correctly but i mean i feel like russia was advantageous about this and that's why we had the conversation you know a month or so ago in you know previous episode where opec was essentially buoying up the price of oil to make sure that they themselves were making their money and then also russia who is a big part of their group like 
were making their money. So, I mean, I don't know. They're, they're, they're going to get stung by this. I don't think this is something that Russia wants, but I don't think this is like blowing them out of the water or changing too much. Um, and some more international news, though. Uh, CNN. Uh, ooh, excuse me. I feel like this burp is coming. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm feeling it. It's like a premonition, though. Um, new era begins with China's launch of crewed mission to its space station. So the new space station that they have set up is called Tiangong. Uh, China was never part of like the international space station situation. Russia was though. So that's kind of a little awkward, a little weird, considering that Russia is saying, hey, by 2024, we are not going to be interacting with this space station at all. And also, the space station is going to be shutting down like 2030. Or, or yeah, did I say that right? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, what year is it? But um, so China doing this very ambitious goal of making their own space station and manning it and running their own like ex- you know experiments and operations and stuff like that is very big it's very big news um also speaking of big news uh, i did mention the china protest actually um i haven't like had um like article coverage or anything on it but they have implemented um some new changes i know i'm going off on a tangent here sorry but essentially, they have introduced a little bit less restrictions in in places and things like that, less testing. So they're still trying to say, hey, we're doing one, you know, we're doing zero, you know, COVID. That's still a thing. We haven't changed. We weren't wrong on that. But we, the, you know, in actual practice, they are doing some things that are like alleviating some hopeful issues. But we'll see how that goes. I didn't want to get that in an episode while I was on the subject of China. Um, but anyway, back to the article. Um, let's see. Yeah, three astronauts listed off to China's nearly completed space station on Tuesday, making uh, marking the beginning of China or of the beginning of the country's long term presence in space. So, I mean, let's see. Let's cover the names of the three astronauts: uh, Fei Junlong, Din Qingming, and Zhang Lu. Um, They will mark the first crew rotation of the space station with teams overlapping for five to ten days before the Shenzhou 14 crew who landed the station in June returns to Earth. So, you know, essentially, like I said, they're going to be doing a lot of projects, operations and stuff in space. Uh, I think, yeah, they have uh, the crew will also conduct more than 40 experiments and tests in the fields of space uh, space science research, space medicine, and space technology. I don't know why space medicine sounds weird, but it does to me. I'm like, what's what space medicine? Are we doing medicine in space, or is it medicine for just space? I don't know. I have questions, but you know, hey. Uh, as well as three to four extra vehicular activities performed by astronauts in spacesuits. So very cool stuff. You know, I like talking about space. Uh, I think this is a very cool endeavor. Um, I mean, I'm very curious, too, to see what the future is going to hold, you know, with the whole maybe potentially, I guess, eclipsing of, you know, the ISS to the Tiangong, like what's going to happen? I know that they already do have uh, counterparts like Chinese. China has counterparts 
you know, in Europe, like, you know, the EU, um, there are other, you know, places, you know, other countries and stuff working with China potentially and then in the future to send space, uh, astronauts to this potential space station to do things that in, you know, space stuff. So, you know, this, this should be very interesting. Uh, I thought it was really cool development to talk about. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I don't want to zigzag. So yeah, we'll, 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 we'll keep doing, um, international stuff and then we'll talk some more, actually get into some crypto. Uh, let's see. Also from the BBC news, Ngozi Funlani, Lady Susan Hussey's race comments were abusive, says charity boss. So I'm going to run the conversation up top. I think that that kind of is helpful to kind of explain what the situation was. Uh, but essentially, uh, Fulani is a, a charity boss, you know, so she is heading a charity. I think it is for like domestic abuse issues, things of that nature. Um, and this is an interaction between her and I forget what the name is. I know it's in the article, but she's essentially like, uh, a helper friend to, um, the Duchess uh, let's see, what's her name, what's her name, well, it's the Queen Consort, gosh, I should really remember her name, um, all these royals, but, um, the Queen Consort, essentially, uh, King William's wife, uh, or King Charles, I'm sorry, oh, oh, I'm so sorry, <laughs> what's that, <laughs> forgive me, um, let me see, let me run this conversation, though, um, let's see, so to start off, it is, I wish I had a second person to run this off because it's obviously it's weird dialogue, but it's going to be like a back and forth. Um, but Hussey starts off the conversation. Um, and this is as told by Miss um, Fulani, but it was witnessed by other people. Like this was an event, you know, everyone's kind of schmoozing and talking. Um, so Hussey, where are you from? And then Fulani, yeah, Fulani. Sister Space. No, where do you come from? We're based in Hackney. No, what part of Africa are you from? I don't know. They didn't leave any records. Well, you must know where you're from. I spent I spent time in France. Where are you from? Here, the UK. No, but what nationality are you? I am born here and I am British. No, where do you really come from? Where do your people come from? My people, lady, what is this? Oh, I can see I'm going to have a challenge getting you to say where you're from. When did you first come here? Lady, I'm a British national. My parents came here in the 50s when... Oh, oh, I knew we'd get there in the end. You're Caribbean. No, lady, I am of African heritage, Caribbean descent, and British nationality. Oh, you're from... So that's the whole conversation that transpires. And it's it's a situation that's so, like, racially, like, aggressive. It's unnecessary to have to. And it is one of those things, too, where it opens up the conversation about dialogue, where I think there was, like, a counter here. Well, well, this person is, one, old, and they were trying to say, well, like, she's old and kind of, like, duddy. She doesn't really, like, understand, like... She was just like, that's how she talks. Like, no, that's, 
And I like that in the in this article, Fulani goes like, I feel like that kind of defense is very ageist and unnecessary. Um, you know, let's actually give people credence and credit that they can handle themselves in a meeting like this. And if they couldn't, then why are they assigned to this position? This is essentially, I think, uh, Lady Hussey, which I love that, um, is um, the godmother to Prince William. So essentially, she's godmother to heir of the throne. So that's fun. That's cute. Um, but um, gosh, I really should remember her name, the uh, queen consort. Uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> but anyway, essentially, it it's a very awkward situation that you're put in as a person of color to have to explain, quote unquote, where you're from. And I think in the States, if you're a black person, I don't think this is super common, but, 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 obviously, like, if you're a person who is, like, of, you know, you're really from Africa, like, you're having to have these conversations with people, and, and they potentially can drill you in that way, and that's strange, but I think if you're a person of, of Latin descent, Asian descent, I think that's definitely something that's more common that can happen in the state, like, here in America, people have like this weird curiosity about where exactly you're from. And now don't get me wrong, once again, it is nice to have a dialogue where someone can say, hey, I am American, but I'm also obviously not just American. I have ants, like, you know, descendants from this place, this place, I hail from there, yada, yada, yada. But at the end of the day, that's a conversation that you're supposed to be able to have on your own terms. To have someone come in and just like aggressively pry and try to to try to figure out how un-British you are, because that's really how the conversation feels. Like, oh no 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 no, you're not British. What what brown place are you from? Where are you from, homie? And that's another thing too. There's something very funny, eerily funny about this. Like, um, if you're like doing like. I don't know. I'm trying to think the best example I can just do in mass. But um, in the um, Good Kid, Bad City, Kendrick Lamar album, they have little skits and stuff that they put in. Um, and there is a skit, and dude goes like, "Where are you from?" And he's like, "Oh, um, you know, I'm from another." But like, "No, no, no, where you stay?" Like, and then he's like, "Where does your grandma? Like, where she live?" Like. It's like, why are you interrogating me here on the spot? You're just running up on me. Um, and it has that same kind of energy where it's like, dude, this is a charity function. I just told you where I'm from. Like, I'm from sister space, period. You know where I'm from. Move on, move along. There's a weird thing that people can do in conversation where they want to drag it out. They want to, like, get into some weird meat. And it's like, what are you doing? What do you say? Like, where is this conversation going? Um, I don't know. It, it's it's a weird vibe. Um, I guess you can say, yeah, blame it on being old. I don't know. Um, gosh, hold on. I'm about to look this up. Who is the queen consort? I'm dumb. Consort. Camilla. Camilla. um all right all right all right we can move along now um let's see i guess you could say back to the states but this is quick this is crypto baby we're doing crypto talk crypto corner um from the npr crypto company blockfi declares bankruptcy in the first big aftershock of ftx's fall 
Um, now, this is something that's kind of, it's, it's not really surprising when you think about it. It's kind of like a, like a literal domino effect. Um, BlockFi was something, was a, a crypto company that was bailed out by FTX, naturally, because FTX is now hitting the fan in the shitter, um, down in the hole. <laughs> um, BlockFi is just kind of, uh, yet again, becoming a casualty of that. So, um, you know, it's not good. Obviously, that means more people are getting affected. You know, if you're thinking, hey, I was trading through BlockFi, doing my business and shit through them, and I thought things were going to be potentially fixed. Well, no, you're still in the shit. That's, you know, that's just the way it is. I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> Crypto is crazy. Um, I don't want to say you get what you pay for in those situations. I feel like that's, that's kind of shitty and mean. But, um... I don't know, man. I, I dabbled in that shit. I did a little bit of that doe shit. I did a little bit, a bit of, of it, but I, I was too scared. I got Maybe that's the Virgo in me. I don't know. Uh, but I was just in and out of it. And I was like, I didn't get stung too bad or anything like that. Like <laughs> the losses were very minimum or I made some gains. I'm not sure. Kind of that vague gray space. So I was like, cool. Awesome. Uh, but then like what a year and a half or so later here we are and I'm like, oh, thank God I'm so glad I didn't like double down or anything like that. Oh my god um, But yeah, I mean they are filing for chapter 11 uh, Let's see uh, chapter 11 reorganization in New Jersey where the company is based um, Also, I didn't know this but apparently they were in hot water with the SEC for, I guess, like, promoting, like, risky trading, like, going too far with it. Um, the company had already settled charges with the top regulator for Wall Street, the Securities and Exchange Commission, for $50 million, and agreed to pay an additional $50 million fine to more than 30 state regulators in February. Um, and this was for making a false and misleading statement for more than two years on its website concerning the level of risk in its portfolio and lending activity. Um, so yeah, I mean, just like FTX, they were making rounds on advertising with BlockFi. And it, it is one of those things where you have to ask yourself like, man, like you're really roping people in. This almost does feel like a scheme or a scam. Um, and with the FTX, the FTX, uh, FBF thing, I kind of want to talk about this too, because um, he just keeps talking like, he keeps going and going, and it's so strange because, like, there's already so much that's available to find out and know about the situation. And the fact that this guy is saying, like, hey, I know I could potentially get caught up in some legal trouble here. It's it's almost inevitable, you would think. But he is, he is going and talking. Like, he is, like, doing interviews and shit like that, and it's very, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to say brave. That's definitely not the right word to use for someone I kind of think is um, low-key involved in, in, in fraud. Uh, I mean, that's just a, a personal opinion speculation, I guess. But um, I, I do think sometimes, like, it's funny that someone who's hailed as a, a genius is now where can saying, like, was he so stupid and dumb that, like, it was criminal? Or is he just kind of stupid and dumb? <laughs> or just so cranked out on drugs or whatever the fuck and just polycule and he just really didn't do the fucking real math. I, I think it's all kind of a mix of it, but when you're playing with people's money and you're playing with numbers this big, it's it's criminal if you fuck it up. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I That's what I personally feel and think. Uh, I mean, we'll, time will tell how that's going to go. 
But um, we got one more story, one more thing I wanted to cover before we go. It's a, it's a little bit lighter. Um, I wouldn't say it's good news, though. Let's be real here, but we'll get into it. I guess it depends on what side you're on on this, this conversation. back with a rat <laughs> i'm giving them spoilers spoilers hold on i meant that with a bat for a rat <laughs> sorry okay that was not even funny um from cnn if you have the killer instinct needed to fight the real enemy you could be new york city's next rat czar <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Reading that out loud, it hits different, y'all. I'm sorry. So, um, New York City is recruiting a new director of rodent mitigation. It's, it's like a mob title for rat killing. Um, to rid the streets of its notorious furry inhabitants. Um, I do like in this article, they, they tackle the, um, the, the quote... There are more rats than people in New York, which I mean, hey, I, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning on that myth. Uh, I believe that more than Sasquatch at this point. That's for damn sure. Um, but, 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 no shade. Um, they have, I think they said that there was a study in here that said, hey, there's actually about like 2 million rats estimated. Um, but like, I'm imagining that's really hard to estimate that kind of number. Um, oh, excuse me. Let me read some more of this, though, because um, this Radzar, like, application, or the, the Radzar, like, job description is epic. It is literally epic. Like, it's like they want to send you on a quest. Do you have what it takes to do the impossible? A virulent vehemence for vermin? Um, let's see. Where, where, let's see. Is there more? There's more here. Um, highly motivated. Yeah, the city is seeking someone highly motivated and somewhat bloodthirsty. Um, and you'll need a swashbuckling attitude, crafty humor, and general aura of badassery. Like, they know that they are aiming for, like, Dale Gribble nerds. Like, they want those guys. They want someone who is, like, pocket sand mentality, who is going to be scrumming through the dirt city streets the city is eating itself there's so many rats they're stealing pizza and you're gonna be that man crawling on your belly getting rid of these rats slaying them with swords like you're gonna do what it takes that's what they want that's what eric adams wants okay um but let's talk money uh <laughs> let's see the salary for the city's lead rat authority ranges from 120,000 120 yeah 120,000 to 170,000 according to the listing. I don't know if that's high or not high. Uh, I wish I had like some exterminator listeners or maybe I could have like googled it or whatever, but you know, hey, was, sorry, the research was minimal. Um but man, I, if you're asking me, is it worth it? No, hell no. I mean, mm, and here, you're going to get some real truths out of me. Am I a rat guy? Hell no. I'm not a rat guy, okay? Like, from maybe afar or a screen, you could get me to say, like, oh, it's a little cute little rat. 
Um, but I'm not a rat guy. I'm not a possum guy. I'm just, I'm not a mole rat guy. Like, uh, the closest you're going to get is, like, I could pet a ferret. But even then, I respect ferrets as being very, um, uh, they bite, okay? They bite. They, they have little weasel mentalities to them, in my opinion. I don't like it. Also saying, hey, I don't like weasels. So there you go. I'm saying it out loud. I'm speaking my truth on my podcast out loud, all right? I'm, I'm using my platform. <laughs> but hey, if you like rats, if you want to have a little rat friend, by all means, you do that. You, you, be, you be your own rat king or queen. I, I fully respect you to, to do that. Awesome. Um, but now, as much as I hate rats, I'm not trying to go to New York to kill them. Hell no. And those are apex rats. Those aren't just like any rat. Like, I think that's probably one of the best rats that America can offer. Um, you know what I mean? Now, granted, I mean, what what would a New York rat do in Australia? You fucking tell me. Shit. That's like Monster Hunter territory. But uh, that's a whole other podcast episode. Uh, I just wanted to kind of talk about that. Um, I do. We'll end, we'll end it on uh, Eric Adams' quote here real quick. The rats don't run the city. Oh, wait, no, the commissioner says this. Hold on. I guess this is kind of hardcore, I guess, from the commissioner. We'll do both. Um, The rats don't run the city, the commissioner said. We do. Okay, all right. Um, (laughs) Then, let's see. The mayor of the Department of Sanitation. It's not Eric Adams. I wish it was Eric Adams who said this, whatever. But still, we'll we'll say, I hate rats, and we're going to kill some rats. They're kind of pumped. They're kind of pumped to, to murder rats um, to each their own. But hey, that's another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand. Thank you for listening, hanging out with moi. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Um, if you would like to toss it up, if you would like to help out, I do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Isaiah News. $5 makes you a newsie, gets you bonus episodes, it gets you Discord access, gets you shout out on the podcast. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's out there, it's open for you if you like to donate. Also, free ways to hit me up if you'd like to give any feedback, uh, comment, whatever. Uh, IsaiahNews1 at gmail.com. And you can find me on all the socials. I'm very social. Uh, other than that, I don't have too much else for you, but, uh, hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye-bye. Mwah.